The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but they make people smile. And one thing we really need right now in our society is more people smiling. The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. We often say before this show, that would be fantastic. Life lessons for a faith that we can actually use probably won't, but we could if we decide to, to be actual doers of the word. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Still an unanswered question. And Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen. That's for sure. And we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're talking about living life as a Christian, going through the process of being a Bible-believing, born-again Christian, knowing that your relationship with God, which has an eternal element, has already started from the eternal point of view. You already have a relationship with the Lord. It starts now and it never ceases. So a big part of everything we do is to encourage that relationship to draw closer in. You might as well enjoy it because if you're going to heaven, this is what we're going to have for all eternity, hanging out with the big JC. That is going to be so cool. Here's the bottom line. Maybe you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question. Well, we don't want you to let it die of loneliness, but you can't call us yet because we're doing the show from my home because I'm not very good at walking because I'm really good at slipping and falling on my knee. The bottom line, though, is you can still connect to the show. If you do have something you want to share, a comment, a thought, a question, an answer to trivia, even a prayer request, there's two ways to reach us. You can call 97, I'm sorry, you can text 214-210-8483. See how easy it is to fall into the other lines? 214-210-8483. Let me say it again. 214-210-8483. That's what you can text 
or you can email. So the way you get in touch with us today and probably tomorrow and probably Thursday and then maybe changing it up on Friday or Monday, we'll see. Uh, bottom line is you text in 214-210-8483 or you can email in david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org, which leads me to something pretty important. We don't talk about this a whole bunch, but on the show you hear Look, this is funded by the listeners, this whole show, everything we do. I make less than minimum wage, in case you're wondering how we do it. We go in debt really swell, but we'll discuss that another time. Here's the bottom line. We do need people to be giving in order for it to keep going, and we need you to go do that at the website. So I'm sending you specifically, directly to hemustincrease.org. Website, he must increase.org, he must increase.org. Email David at he must increase.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. All right, now I don't want you to think I'm doing that because I'm trying to be a mashugi. That's not the case. I'm just trying to make sure that we have a continual flow on the finances. Usually when I'm not in the studio, that's when you see a little bit of a drop in the giving. I don't know how that works. I'm not really that in tune to it, but what I am in tune to is we need to be able to move forward, and we want to move forward, and by golly, we're going to move forward. So this is uh, what we're asking you to do is participate in that. Also, if you have a prayer request or something you want to keep personal or private, and you just want us to be praying for you, you can always go to the website. There's a link on the website at the top of it, which gives you an opportunity to share that prayer request, and we'll pray over it. Nobody needs to know. We do give you an option to make it public, but that's up to you entirely. So you figure that out what you want to do. And now let's jump into the Word of God, because there is nothing better than to understand and to grasp the things that God has to say to us. We are in the book of Matthew, for those that don't know, and we are in the Beatitudes. And again, I'll say it so that you follow this. A Beatitude is something to be. It's an attitude to have. It says blessed, happy, fulfilled, so many different interpretations for that word. But one thing you can figure out is, hey, hey, this is a good thing. Like, yes, it's good. And so here's the beatitude that comes from verse 5, Jesus teaching in the Sermon on the Mount, blessed are the humble, for they will inherit the earth. Now, what you're listening to now is you're thinking, well, no, wait, in King James, it says, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Both those words are correct. It's from the Greek word pros. You would kind of spell it uh, uh, from a phonic point of view, P-R-A-U-S. It means to be humble, to be meek, and it can also even mean to be gentle. And what people misunderstand when they hear the word meek, especially this writing at this time in the Roman Empire, people would interpret we are uh, meek as weak. They would interpret the idea of somebody who's a meek person as a weak person, but that would be incorrect. A meek person is a person who controls their strength. Did you hear what I said? A meek person is a person who controls their strength. 
The best example, besides Jesus, controlling his strength, not blowing everybody into smithereens, which he could have done, and many people think he should have done. A tremendous example is Moses, who was called the most humble, slash, depending on your Bible translation, the most meek man on the earth. Here's a guy that had a whole group of people somewhere between 680,000 and 1.8 million, and they were yelling at him constantly, and they were mad at him, and this guy had power because he was strongly connected to the Lord. If you remember, he got into one showdown, and that's the first time that uh, that the earth opened up and those people fell in the earth. To, not the kind of guy you want to mess with, but he controlled it right up until he smacked the rock, and then he kind of let that go. But the idea behind it is not that you don't have strength, but that you have control, and that you don't allow that strength that you have to come blurting out aggressively, that's what a meek person is. It's a control. It's an understanding that you are able to not just blow your cork. And I know you guys have heard that expression. It's like, don't blow your cork. Let some air out. Take it down a notch. Don't pop the balloon. That's the idea behind that. Also, a person who understands that they're controlling their strength and they're doing it in a fashion that is in surrender to God is also illustrating that the ultimate answers are in the hand of God. And I mean, that's where you think Oy vey came from. Oy vey. That's my comment to that. But what we can't do is let these kind of things that take place, not just in our lives, not just at our church, not just at our job, the world around us. You can't let the things that are taking place that are afflictive in nature, that are afflictions by what we would perceive it as, you can't let those things detract from your faith. So, okay, well, that was a nice little drop, wasn't it? Every once in a while, you got to take a drop down. <laughs> That's what we did. We a little technical drop. You'll survive. We're all good. So the bottom line in that is I want people to understand this difference in, in meekness and understand what it really means. A person who is genuinely meek has strength, but they operate in this full dependence upon the Lord. They don't just blow up. And that's one of the things that you'll see if you ever read Facebook or any of the other posts. People just freak out, and they're blowing up all over the place. And uh, it's just kind of a massive explosion. It's like, no, 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 no. A Christian operates in a controlled strength. It doesn't just pop. It doesn't just blow up. And that person who's operating in that controlled strength is doing that in a full dependence upon the Lord. And there's a promise that goes with that. I, I think most of us have heard it and don't think much about it. But, you know, the, the people that are meek, the people that are humble, they will inherit the earth. There's going to be an inheritance. It's not this earth, because this earth is going to be gone away with. But the new heavens and the new earth are for those who operate in this dependence on God, have a strength that's controlled, and look to him to give them direction. They're going to have such a blessing that comes their way. Let me just say it this way. We've all heard stories about rich uncles, right? Oh, you got a rich uncle. Oh, that's fantastic. I got a rich uncle. Well, you have somebody that's rich, but they're not your uncle. They're your heavenly father. And the payday that you're going to receive is enormous. It's like a planet. That's how big it is.
You're not getting $100,000 in a bank account. You're getting a continent, so to speak. Think of it in bigger terms, because what the Lord is going to bring to you, because you operate with him, with this meek and this humble and this gentleness, he's going to bring upon you favor and blessing without limitation. That's see, that, that's fun. All right, we take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Moving is hard. It's a moment that everyone dreads. But wait, there's an answer. Jesus can help. And for the moving parts, Men of God Moving is there for you. Men of God Moving is a full-service Christian moving company that is locally owned and operated, serving the entire Dallas and Fort Worth area. Men of God Moving helps with homes, apartments, offices, long and short distance relocations, and so much more. They offer packing and unpacking services, loading and unloading, assembling and disassembling, plus many other helpful services. Tell them you heard it on the David Spoon Experience and receive a substantial discount. Substantial means a whole bunch. Call them at 817-707-7672 or go to their website, menofgodmoving.com. That's menofgodmoving.com. And check them out on Facebook. The Lord's Word says, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not men. Ephesians 6-7. Allow Men of God Moving the privilege of serving you. And listen to Johnny Hill, the owner, often on the David Spoon Experience. To hear his testimony, reach out to Men of God Moving. Johnny's testimony will move you. God bless. The David Spoon Experience. So in this position, I have the opportunity to interview people and have so for the last five years from all across the range of Christianity, uh, from from authors and from actors and musicians. We are about to have an opportunity we've never had on this show. We actually have Lee Strobel on the phone with us. It was 19 years ago, I believe, this September 1st, where his book came out, The Case for Christ. If you're Jewish like I am and then became a Christian, that was when you went, oy vey, this book was a life changer for many, and now it's a movie. Lee, are you there on the phone with us? I am, David. How you doing, my friend? I am doing fantastic. Thrilled to have you on the show. It's Thank my you. privilege. I'm just, I just we got to start. I know they give you a list of questions just so you can know, Lee. I never use them. So, uh, Good for you. <laughs> it's like, come on. I want to tell you, we're brothers here yeah, in the Lord. Talk to me. First of all, you wrote this book, The Case for Christ. Let's first talk about the writing of the book, and then we'll talk about that connection to the movie. Why did you write this book? Well, I didn't start out to to do that. I mean, um, I was an atheist. My wife became a Christian. So in order to try to rescue her from this Christian cult, I uh, decided to use my journalism training and legal training and uh, disprove Christianity to um, show that the resurrection never really happened. Uh, of course, I ended up coming to the opposite conclusion and ended up coming to faith. But I, I, I did this investigation for my own edification, for my own education, not because I wanted to write a book. And then it was actually later my wife said to me, hey, you ought to write a book about that. I said, really? And she said, sure. So uh, that's how the book came about. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you 
for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station, which is also known as KAAM, the Truth Station here in Texas. We're getting ready to do our first trivia question. Everybody, please be as patient as you can. Sometimes the phone will cut out for no particular reason. We bathe it in prayer, but ask that whatever the Lord wants people to hear, that gets through so that nobody can be missing something the Lord wants to share with them. Here's your first trivia question, though. Get ready. How many baskets were left over after Jesus fed the 5,000? I can, I can do that with a little bit of a um, kind of like an accent. How many baskets were left over after Jesus fed the 5,000? Okay, that one. Uh, if you think you know the answer, you can text in 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can send an email in, david at he must increase dot org. In the meantime... In the meantime, I want to remind people about their DNA. Uh, Chris kind of does it on the instant messaging that him and I are operating with, but I kind of do it because i, I got to read it even if he types it in. But the DNA is what we're made of. It's our building blocks. It's what we think is important for Christians to function in. They're, the D stands for something, the N stands for something, and the A stands for something. The D stands for draw closer to the Lord daily. In this case, Chris beat me to it. Good job. Daily. I don't want to hear about this, you know, the Sunday night, the Wednesday night, Sunday morning, or, gee, I'm a really good Christian on Sundays, but between Friday and Saturday, I'm really just a bit. You're a Christian always, or you're not a Christian at all, period. It's not a part-time job. It's not an option. It's not, well, I think I'll skip my Christianity today. Do you know what would happen if God said, I think I'll skip being God in David's life today? David would be dust. Yeah, so you can't do that. So, D, draw closer to the Lord daily. If there's one thing I could really, you know, pummel in, it'd be that. That N stands for never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Jesus has much to say, and much that he had to say is beyond us. Remember what Jesus said? He goes, I tell you of earthly things. If I tell you those things and you don't get that, how could I ever tell you of heavenly things? Never be ashamed of what Jesus has to say. Even if you don't understand it, you will grow into it the more you draw closer to him. And then A stands for? Always be ready. I'm waiting for Chris. Always be ready to serve. And the idea behind that is that you are sensitive to God. You are sensitive to his leading you, his directing you through your prayer time, through Bible time, through a sensitivity, through a less selfish lens. That's a great way to say that. A less less selfish lens you think of others and doing that you're aware of others and you want to be a vessel to bring glory and honor to god that's big the big part of being ready to serve sensitive to god aware of other people okay that's the dna all right our question how many baskets were left over after jesus fed the five thousand i'm going to tell you make sure because there's a number that was left over after he fed the four thousand and then there was a number left over when he fed the 5,000, and those are not always the same. Good catch by the ladies. Good catch. That's all I'm going to say. All right, let me go back to this text. Is this part, I'm going to brag a little. <laughs> not really. Kind of is my way of saying it. The next set, right after, uh, blessed are the meek, blessed are the humble. 
for they shall inherit the earth. The next verse in verse 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. This portion is undertaught, not just by me, although it's undertaught by me, but it's undertaught at large in, in many, many churches. You and I should have a hunger and a thirst for righteousness that is attached to God. It's not a coincidence that Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, because the kingdom of God and the righteousness of God are connected. They're, they're intertwined. And we ought to have a hunger, listen to this, a thirst for God, for more of God, and more of God, and more. And that's not unusual. When Moses was on the mountain after he'd done everything, Exodus 33, he said, more. I want to see more of you. I've spent days with you. My face has changed colors. I, I know when you're not happy. I can tell when you are. I'm communicating your word. I'm right there. But you know what? I want more. Show me you. That hunger and that thirst, often referenced in like Psalm 42, which would be the sons of Korah crying out, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. It's this recognition of your famine, spiritual famine, and the fulfilling of that hunger is in God through Jesus Christ. Through Jesus and in Jesus, you get that fill. And so he's telling people, you know what? If you're hungry, if you're thirsty, I got good news for you. In everything that you do, in every prayer that you pray, in every moment you engage in Bible study, every time you fellowship and you draw in a little closer, you feed that hungry part of you that longs for God. Keep in mind, you were created with this longing inside of you. And what people do is try to fill it with whatever they can. That's what all the medication is all about. That's why people medicate. That's why people freak out. That's why people do 10,000 things to fill the empty hole. Well, the empty hole is Jesus Christ. And in Jesus, that hole shrinks until it's fully gone when you're fully in. That's the key. Now, you've heard me talk about some of the things that I've uh, written in the past, and it's nothing, nothing like Scripture, so I don't want you to get the weird ideas. But we do have on our website now access to the book that we wrote, and the purpose of the book that we wrote called The Jewish Christian is to help people get more of God. Because I've been a Christian for 43 years, and one thing I figured out, every answer always comes down to more of God is a good solution, period. When he's more involved, when he's more connected, when he's more uh, 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 at the forefront of a situation, it's always better. It's just always better. And so that longing that you have, God wants to fill that with him, with presence, his own love. He wants to pour that love into your heart. Remember that love you felt when you first became a Christian? How you just knew that God knows your name and he's for you. And it's like it just changed your whole universe. Well, guess what? That love hasn't changed at all. 
He still loves you that way. He still wants you to come to him that way. He still wants you to fellowship with him. He still wants you to hunger for him so he can fill you with himself. And that's what he wants. And you know what's ironic? He wants. The satisfaction is responding to this invitation to be in this permanent relationship with him. It's just, it's so beautiful because he loves you so much. He just wants you more aware of him, more connected to him. I shared this with you a long time ago, but it's something that really kind of struck me. Um, I was in that studio. So I'm in the house right now. Normally I'm in the studio. And in the studio, before one of the shows, I was really upset with the Lord because I couldn't figure out what we were doing or, you know, what he wanted. And I'm like, I thought you were with me. I thought you were with me. And so I'm yelling that in the studio, which is good because nobody else could hear it. Anyway, I thought you were with me. And the Lord spoke to me. And for sure, it was the Lord. And he said, I am with you more than you are with me. And I knew that was right instantly. Like, oh, yeah, that's true. You're, you're with me much more than I'm with you. No question. So in that, hunger for him. Desire him. Just, I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to be weird about it or anything. Spend time with the Lord in, in, that, in those private prayer moments. They don't have to be 30 minutes a pop or 60 minutes a pop. They can be five minutes, three minutes. Spend five minutes in the Word. Spend anything where you will shut out the universe around you and tune into God's universe. Shut down everything that's just a distraction and a lie and touch base with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and you'll find life. And that's what all of us really want. I mean, as, as much as I absolutely adore my wife, because she is, to me, just the best human, she's not God. And without God, I just, I have nothing. I need Him first, always, first and foremost. Then everything else I enjoy is because of him and through him. That's how I think a lot of the Christian walk should go. It's not, it's not always perfect, but it's right. So the idea in this whole process where it says, blessed are those who are humble, for they shall inherit the earth. Those that are meek and a controlled strength and they're before the Lord is yielded and depending on God and recognizing God holds their inheritance, not this earth, nothing on this earth can satisfy you the way that God himself can satisfy you. And then additionally, it says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. The Lord will fill the empty space that's inside you, and he'll fill it with his love. Okay? All right. Answer to the trivia question, how many baskets were left over after Jesus fed the 5,000? And the answer is 12. 12 baskets were left over when he fed the 5,000, a different amount when he had fed the 4,000. I'm pretty sure that was seven, if I can remember right. All right, we're going to break here, and then we're going to get ready for some pretty fun stuff. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. All of mankind, destroying everyone and everything we find. 
This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. The deterioration of the ecosystem, or creation itself, is definitely the result of man. You say, well, how can you say that? Well, Romans chapter 8, verse 19 through 21. I just read the scriptures. I don't need anything else. The Bible says this, the creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself would be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. Creation itself is longing for the redemption that comes through Jesus Christ, and until that takes place, it is on a collision course down. The result of the ecosystem or creation itself crashing is a result of man's sin in the garden. So when they say, oh, well, it's not man-made... Oh, yes, it is. Of course, it's man-made. It's because we messed up in the garden. But I wasn't with Adam and Eve. You were in the person of Adam and Eve. And if you want me to use it, you were in the life-giving force of Adam and Eve. And if you want me to really say it, you were in the loins of Adam and Eve. You were there, too. They stuck their fist up to God and said, nope. (laughs) And God went, oh. Kidoki, here's the result. The David Spoon Experience.